0: Welcome to Virtual Church 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 Welcome to Church Virtual church. Welcome to 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 Church of Church. Welcome to the Virtual Church. Well, good morning, happy Sunday everyone and indeed a very happy new year to all of you. We hope you've seen in this new year uh, with joy and with peace, and with a sense in your spirit that better days are yet ahead of us. Um, We're thankful, we're praying for that, praying for you all, for a great 2021. Why shouldn't it be? Um, Before we uh, go into the message today, this first message of this new year, let's just give this time over to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we're so thankful for this new year, for this first Sunday in the new year, for this communion Sunday. We're so thankful, Father God, that you walk into this new year with us. Father, we thank you, Father, for your blessings on all of our endeavors this year as we strive to live, walk and talk according to your word, to think and breathe, Father God, according to your word, to have our being in you, Lord, this year. We thank you, Father God, for your kingship over our lives and your protection over us and our families, Lord, and for the establishment of your kingdom and the going forth of your word in a mighty way and for great changes this year, Lord, we give you thanks that you are a God of transformation. Father, transform our lives, transform our country, transform our family. Father God, we ask you by your spirit to have your way this year. And so, Lord, we thank you for the blessing on your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. Um, The title of my message today is First Things First. Um, I'm sure you've heard that a few times, at least in your life, Um, that's an undeniable truth in life, and it's this. There's a first time for everything, and people to this very day are still achieving all sorts of firsts in the great spectrum of life. Amen. There are, in fact, multitudes of firsts out there still waiting to be achieved, and why can't they be achieved by you and I? Amen. So, you know, firsts are not only reserved for the pioneers that originally achieved them, um, but they have paved the way for others to experience those firsts as well. Amen. And we can experience those firsts ourselves if we choose to. And if we look at Jesus and, uh, uh, and, and the Greek word proto Tokos, which is one of the references to Jesus in the Word, and where the word prototype comes from. Well, prototokos means that he was the first among others who would one day follow him. There always has to be someone who does something first, who's been there first and done that first. <laughs> Don't you just love those people that say, been there, done that? That doesn't mean to say we can't also do amazing things and experience firsts in our own life and Jesus was preeminent and his life became the first fruit sacrifice for a huge harvest to follow. Amen. So thank God that was because of another first and that is that verse in 1 John chapter 4 verse 19 that says uh, we love him because he first loved us. Praise God. So, another first. The Bible is full of firsts, um, but Jesus' life was that pledge from the Lord. His life was the promise of God that the rest of a harvest was going to follow, a harvest of the souls of people. Amen. So, amen for that. You know, your life can be resurrected because he was resurrected first. And uh, the resurrection principle is powerful. And that's usually the thing that so many people struggle with the most, is resurrection from the dead. But Jesus was the first, called from the grave, resurrected, so that you and I could have resurrected lives. I think that's amazing news. You know, if you're listening today, um, perhaps your life was... Or it could be the first one changed and transformed by Jesus in your own family, in your neighbourhood, in your town or district, whatever it may be, amen. Your life could be the first one to change. So firsts speak to us about the order of things. And in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, And all these things shall be added unto you. So we can see that in God's word, there's a divine order. Um, And that divine order always starts with something that we have to do first. And when I think of firsts, I think, oh, okay. These are the things that belong at the beginning. Or these are the things I should have done before doing something else. Um, One example of that is just in making a sacrifice, for example. You know, a sacrifice always has a beginning and it usually ends up becoming a journey. Um, In Romans chapter eight, verse 18, it speaks of first suffering and then glory. I think the verse says that the sufferings of the present time are not even worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in us. So that same chapter goes on to tell us we also have the first fruits of the Spirit. And it's, uh, it's the Holy Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit that help us to get through all of this. What, do you, what is all of that? Well, all of this that we've been experiencing in this last year, the year that we've just left. So you know, sometimes we try to reorder a sequence of steps or tasks in order to fast track or to shortcut or to um, uh, shorten something that we think is going to take too long. Um, I'm sure that you can identify with that, you know. So if we think something's going to take too long or we're going to have to wait a while, you know, usually we don't like waiting a while. So we, we try and uh, make things happen, don't we? And I think of this story from a, a long while ago when I was um, a young field service mechanic and I had uh, 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 a helper who was a, an elderly Zulu, Zulu man called Francis and, uh, you know, sometimes we'd have to drive hundreds of kilometres out into the field, into the bush to go and repair or service machinery. Um, the days were uh, very hot and humid, or if we were in the mountains, they were freezing cold. Um, either way, it was always our aim to get the job done as quickly as we could, get back to the workshop, clean the truck, clean the tools, and go home. But one day uh, we had to go to a sugarcane farmer's machine, um, which was busy in the middle of harvesting season. And the farmers were, were, were really uh, concerned that none of their machines had any downtime. Those, their, their machines were their bread and butter. They would bring in the harvest, and so they didn't want those machines to be unproductive. And so um, these jobs, whenever you were called out to a farmer's place, there was, it was always high priority and very important. And uh, this particular day, my pager went off, in the evening and we arranged to pick Francis up and we drove a long way out to the plantation, um, this sugar cane plantation, where this machine, uh, sick machine was and we needed to fix it. Now these machines would overheat quite often because all the chaff from the sugar cane would get caught up in the, uh, the fan and the fins of these um, air-cooled engines. Um, so we would have to replace things like pistons and cylinders quite frequently. But on this particular day, we'd already worked a long shift and we were both pretty dog-tired, I think, And uh, but it was my week on call, so I had no choice. I had to go to the job. And then there was the pressure from the farmer to get the machine back into production, and I wanted, I was tired, I just wanted to get the job done and get home again. So I decided that um, I would skip one of the first steps in a process. uh, And the particular process was one that made sure that when uh, the cylinder head was put onto the cylinder, when the piston was at the top of its stroke, the piston would not hit the cylinder head and damage it. And it's called setting the bump clearance. And so I decided to shortcut that process by leaving some metal shims out um, and thereby I reduced my margin for error, you see. And so we put everything back together and started the machine and it started and it ran in this little uh, tin, uh, noisy tin shelter of a workshop and we thought we'd done okay. So we got in our truck, we drove off as usual with the windows down and one arm out the window each. And uh, well, that particular day, I wish I'd kept the windows shut because about a half a kilometer or so away, we heard this metallic tapping noise echoing through the night, which we both knew uh, when I looked at Francis and he looked at me, we both knew that meant it's time to turn around and go back and do the job properly. So, um, or put first things first this time, as they say. And I thought, well, okay, lesson learned. Well, maybe in that scenario, but generally, no. Human nature excels at trying to achieve a desired outcome with the least amount of work or sacrifice, but preparation time is never wasted time, amen? It's uh, to prepare to do something properly is of paramount importance. And I think that's really important as we go into 2021 at uh, the beginning of this year uh, this time of preparation i think is underpins the rest of the year for us and preparing is biblical and it's wise to prepare as well and preparation time usually always happens first now we always are, we're in a constant state of staying prepared and being ready but it's one of those things that you do preceding something else you prepare. And so an example of that would be in Luke 14, uh, verse 28, which says, For which of you who intends to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? So um, we all know that verse quite well. And so we have to take time to consider things, to prepare, to give things thought. Amen. And so many times our approach to life and the decisions that we make are determined by or based on time. And we are thereafter governed, sadly, by the pressures of time. And that can be a two-edged sword if we don't have a good balance. You know, knowing, knowing our times, hopefully, I mean, I'm talking about our times, the times that we live in, knowing our times hopefully helps us helps us to guide us towards the perspective that we need in the context of the world we live in, and it helps us to prioritise what is important. And we really do so need the Holy Spirit's help in that particular area. Um, On the other hand, having no time limits on anything would lead us into laziness and lethargy, where we really just become unresponsive beings, um, not motivated to achieve very much at all apart from basically surviving. So I'm not saying that time isn't important, but we do need to spend our time wisely. And how often have we heard the phrase, I'm running out of time, which is hardly ever stated in a calm or a peaceful manner. (laughs) I'm running out of time. You know, from an early age, And more increasingly, in the frantic world we live in, we hear things like, I don't have time for this, or this was a waste of time, or even worse, you're a waste of time. I hope you've never heard that, but these are the type of things that that are said. Um, Or it's time you grew up. Uh, The list goes on and on, and our lives and our conversations are always punctuated by time in some way. We have too little of it, we have too much of it, and then there's the constant reality that time is always running out. But I prefer to look at it this way. Seasons of time pass, but eternity lies ahead. So seize the day, seize the moment, seize the season, whilst it presents itself, or it will pass. People also equate time with value. You've all heard, time is money. Which leads to the crazy pursuit of getting all you can and canning all you get. And as we know, there's no one that at life's end would say, I wish I had more money. But I bet most people would say, I wish I'd used my time differently. So time is valuable. You can't buy more of it to make up for the lost time and regrets you have over how you spent your time. You just can't do that. So um, I want to say to our church family and anyone who's listening today: whether we're living during the best of times, as we've all just as as or as we've all just experienced lived through the worst of times. It's what we do in those times that makes the difference. Amen. And I believe God wants for us to order our lives and our steps by his compass. And that's the compass of the word and his Holy Spirit. Amen. If we can live our lives out of or from the purposes that he is destined for each of us to fulfill, then I believe we can move beyond the panic and sometimes the false sense of urgency that dominates our lives at times. I believe that when we can do this, we will be able to enjoy living, enjoy learning, enjoy loving, and just enjoy being human beings, being people. We'll be able to relate to ourselves and to others in a much better way. Amen. Instead of trying to save time, which I, I kind of laugh because I don't think time needs saved. I think we need <laughs> we need it saved. Um, we need the Lord's daily order to help us spend our time wisely. Would we like a godly order to 2021? I certainly would. I would like to know what God would have me do first this year. Um, hopefully, like us, you've been pondering and praying about that already. I would like him to show me how to begin all of my endeavours this year. I would like him to show me what I need to do first. And this message, First Things First, I hope will remind us that the way forward uh, to our destiny in the Lord can't be shortcut, can't be shortened or fast-tracked. And God has ordained a way for us to move forward. The journey of your life begins with the first step. so why don't you let the first steps of this year be different from before? Uh, try God. He will show you His ways and then you'll have a path to follow and a purpose to fulfill and a destiny to live for. Amen. Do something different this year. If we want to we can be bold and do something different and even uncommon. Don't settle for the way that it has been in the past. Um, Don't let the failures of years past and the unfulfilled New Year's resolutions of old echo in your ears anymore because with God, all things are possible. Amen. It's possible to ditch a habit or addiction and to take up a new thing. Do you believe that? I believe that. And failures still scream at us from our past. But I believe that we are not ultimately the sum of all of our fears and failures, but we can be the sum of new hopes and dreams for the future. You know, Satan can't do anything with the past except replay it to you and and, and try to get you to relive it. But Jesus cleanses us from our past and he tells us to look up and to look ahead. And 2021, does not have to be a repeat of 2020, 2019, 2018, 2010, 2005, 1995, or any year, any previous year. So it can be totally different. Amen. So God places great importance on what we do first. And I want to look at Um, the story of a young king who was only 25 years old when he took the throne and uh, which would prompt me to say to anyone out there whether you're young or old, don't put off what you can do now in your youth in the belief that there will always be time for it later. When a season of opportunity comes, seize it and try and live that out obediently unto the Lord and there will be great reward and blessings in that. But today all I would like to do is read through one passage of God's word and pause briefly at the firsts that God required of this young king and the actions that were applied at the beginning of what was a very blessed time. And the scripture that we're going to read from is 2 Chronicles chapter 29 in the New King James Version. And, of course, the king that we're talking about is Hezekiah. Um, In verse 29, it says, Hezekiah became king when he was 25, and he reigned for 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father David had done. In verse 3, it says that in the first year, in the first year of his reign, in the first month, he opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. And my pause here is to say that here we can see that the opening of the doors of the house of the Lord and repairing them was attended to first. Now, King Ahaz the previous king, had shut the doors. He'd looted and desecrated the sacred articles of the temple and he'd established altars throughout the land. And he was a king who was completely unfaithful to Jehovah. So, but it was important to see that those were the first things that were done. Verse four says, "'Then he brought in the priests and the Levites And he gathered them in the east square and said to them, Hear me, Levites, now sanctify yourselves, sanctify the house of the Lord God of your fathers, and carry out the rubbish from the holy place. So let's pause again. We read in there, Sanctify, sanctify the dwelling place of the Lord, and take out the rubbish. So here this is all going in sorry all going on at the very beginning these are the first things that they were doing in this new season verse 6 says for our fathers have trespassed and done evil in the eyes of the Lord our God they have forsaken him have turned their faces away from the dwelling place of the Lord and turned their backs on him they have also shut up the doors "...of the vestibule, and put out the lamps, and have not burned incense or offered burnt offerings in the holy place to the God of Israel. Therefore the wrath of the Lord fell upon Judah and Jerusalem, and he has given them up to trouble, to desolation, and to jeering, as you see with your eyes. For indeed, because of this, our fathers have fallen by the sword, and our sons, our daughters, and our wives are in captivity." And verse 10 says, Now it is in my heart. Recognize where where covenant takes place. Now it is in my heart to make a covenant with the Lord God of Israel that his fierce wrath may turn away from us. My sons, do not be negligent now, for the Lord has chosen you to stand before him to serve him and that you should minister to him and burn incense. So another quick pause Right at the start, one of the first things that he did was re-establish covenant with the Lord, something that we can do early this year. If if you have felt that your covenant has been shaky, your foundation has been weak, you can re-establish covenant with the Lord. Amen. If we jump ahead to verse 15, it says, and they gathered their brethren Sanctified themselves and went according to the commandment of the king at the words of the Lord to cleanse the house of the Lord. Then the priests went into the inner part of the house of the Lord to cleanse it and brought out all the debris that they found in the temple of the Lord to the court of the house of the Lord. And the Levites took it out and carried it to the brook Kidron. Now they began to sanctify on the first day. Of the first month. And on the eighth day of the month, they came to the vestibule of the Lord. So they sanctified the house of the Lord in eight days. And on the sixteenth day of the first month, they finished. Note how all of this is happening in a series of firsts. The first day of the first month. Amen. So in just 16 days, From the start of Hezekiah's reign, they had not only attended to cleansing themselves, the sanctification, but they had cleansed the house of the Lord as well. Let these scriptures minister to your heart. And I encourage you also to read this chapter a few times over the next few days and let this minister to you because it ministered life to me when I began reading it And I thought, this is so good. We can take this as a pattern for going into a new year. What are the first things we need to be doing in this new year? What could we be doing? Go to verse 18. It says, Then they went into King Hezekiah and said, We have cleansed all the house of the Lord, the altar of burnt offerings with all its articles, and the table of the showbread with all its articles. Moreover, all the articles which King Ahaz and his reign has cast aside in his transgression, we have prepared and sanctified. And there they are before the altar of the Lord. Amen. Verse 25, jumping ahead again. And he stationed the Levites in the house of the Lord with cymbals, with stringed instruments, and with harps, according to the commandment of David, of Gad the king's seer, and of Nathan the prophet, For thus was the commandment of the Lord by his prophets. The Levites stood with the instruments of David and the priests with the trumpets. Then Hezekiah commanded them to offer the burnt offering on the altar. And when the burnt offering began, the song of the Lord also began with the trumpets and with the instruments of David, king of Israel. Now, just uh, reading that verse there, It occurred to me, and this scripture may not have been intended to provoke the kind of thought that I had, but I recognized the principle in that scripture there that we often miss the power of. In fact, I say often miss the power of, what am I talking about? It's not that often I even am reading in this section of the Bible, but it just jumped out at me. And it's this, when the sacrifice begins, let your praise begin. Let your song be heard. You know, we can get through sacrifice, which can be and often is painful and uncomfortable (laughs) to get through by praising the Lord. Amen? So when that sacrifice begins, it's time to begin singing. It's time to begin praising. So 28, all the assembly worshiped. The singers sang, the trumpeters sounded And all of this continued until the burnt offering was finished. And when they had finished offering, the king and all who were present with him bowed and worshipped. Moreover, King Hezekiah and the leaders commanded the Levites to sing praise to the Lord with the words of David and of Asaph, the seer. So they sang praises with gladness and they bowed their heads and worshipped. Then Hezekiah answered and said, Now that you have consecrated yourselves to the Lord, come near. After they had consecrated themselves to the Lord, he says, Come near and bring sacrifices and thank offerings into the house of the Lord. So the assembly brought in sacrifices and thank offerings. And as many as were of a willing heart, brought burnt offerings. Amen. Pausing again here near the end of this, praise and worship and thanksgiving offerings were brought by willing hearts. And that is so important to remember the power of a willing heart. So much can be, more can be achieved by by willing people. So, These offerings were brought by willing hearts at the start of an era of the goodness and the favour and the deliverance of the Lord for this nation's lives under Hezekiah. In chapter 32, 2 Chronicles, chapter 32, verse 7 and 8, we uh, see the couple of awesome, awesome, I can use the word awesome for these scriptures um, there, which we know well. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or dismayed. There are more with us than with the enemy. And there in the flesh anyway, the Lord is on our side and he is here to fight our battles. Praise the Lord. So verse 32, and the number of the burnt offerings which the assembly brought was 70 bulls, 100 rams, 200 lambs. All these were for a burnt offering to the Lord and the consecrated things were 600 bulls and 3,000 sheep. Wow, what an offering. But the priests were too few. We're going at another interesting part of this here. The priests were too few so that they could not skin all the burnt offerings. Therefore, their brethren, the Levites, helped them until the work was ended and until the other priests had sanctified themselves. That's interesting. For the Levites were more diligent in sanctifying themselves than the priests were. Wow, you would have thought you'd have have read that. Verse 35, also the burnt offerings were in abundance with the fat of the peace offerings and with the drink offerings for every burnt offering. So the service of the house of the Lord was set in order. Then Hezekiah And all the people rejoiced that God had prepared the people since the events took place so suddenly. Amen. So can we just reflect on all of that for a moment? As a result of putting first things first, other things happened. Brethren helped one another and stood in the gap whilst the others dealt with consecrating themselves. Amen. Finally, everyone gets to rejoice. Amen. Finally, everyone rejoiced that God had prepared them all as a people. And we get the opportunity right now at the beginning of 2021 to reestablish covenant, to consecrate a fast, and to take this month to prepare ourselves for the year ahead. Amen. And not only prepare ourselves for a new year, but potentially for a whole era of new things that God wants to accomplish through our lives and the life of the church on the earth. And we are going to do this by getting ready to fast and pray from the 10th until the 31st of January. And so this year, um, we similar to last year, we are going to uh, make use of Pastor Jensen Franklin's uh, fasting resource, the new one, which is called All Things New, and that's available on the uh, Jensen Franklin Ministries website, with tons of other fasting resources. Last year we did a devotional, and this year um, it's, it's a fasting calendar with um, themes and scripture for every day of the fast. And we would love it to really um, consolidate during the fast and to enable a, um, some sort of a forum so that we can stay bound together and enjoy this fast with one another because it looks like we will be uh, continue to have to be separated. And so... Um, and we all need encouragement during a fast. I'm thankful I have my wife. My wife has me. I don't know if, <laughs> if that's always... We have to try doubly as hard because when one is weak, the other one has to be strong and vice versa. But that is, that is, that is, the, um, that is what we need to do as brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen. And so as we... Uh, thank you for l- taking this message in. I hope you'll meditate on it and and go and read uh, there in 2 Chronicles. But there's something else that I'd like to suggest to you uh, this year. Um, Last year, the Scottish Bible Society um, put an app um, or made an app available called Bible 2020. And they're going to make that app available this year. Presumably, they'll change it to Bible 2021. And you can go on there every day and there's scripture there that you can read back into your phone, recording yourself on on video or audio, and um, you can set up a group or whatever, but people from all over the, well, whoever downloads the app um, are joining together and comes up on like a, a window of all these little windows of people speaking the word. You should go on there and listen to it when the word is being spoken by a multitude of people, um, it has a peculiar sound. It's really interesting. Please go and download the Bible 2021 app from the Scottish Bible Society. And finally, um, I'm going to try uh, another app this year called Dwell. And uh, it's a Dwell audio Bible. And um, you may want to check that out as well, which is a great a companion to your prayer time through your fast, um, with with uh, worship tracks and all sorts of things, and uh, I'm going to have a look at that. So let's make use of the resources that is that is out there, and um, within the next uh, couple of weeks, we're going to release to you the the our church calendar for the first half of this year, and. Uh, We believe that we are going to have some very exciting and interactive things for us to be involved with together. So thank you so much. Um, We pray that this year will be a year of many firsts for you. Um, And as we close in prayer today, let's just remember uh, the main thing in our life, and that is our first love, Jesus Christ. Amen. We thank you, Lord, today for our first love. We thank you, Father, that you first loved us, and that is why, Lord, it is a privilege to love you back, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for your word that says, return to me, you prisoners of hope. Father God, I'd I'd not rather be a prisoner of anything else than a prisoner of hope and, and be a part of your family. So we thank you, Father, that hope is rising this year, Father God. We thank you that uh, that our hope will remain strong. We grow in faith and in your word, Lord. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you, Lord, are a good God. We thank you, Father, for your grace and your mercy, Father God, on us and on your household this year. We thank you, Father God, for the authority you've given us in the name of Jesus, which, which also tells us that how can we plunder the strong man's house unless we first bind the strong man. So another first, Lord, Father, thank you that we can use the name of Jesus to um, bind and loose whatever is bound in heaven, bound is bound on earth, loosed in heaven, loosed on earth. Father, we loose your wonder-working power in the earth this year. We pray, Father God, that we would accomplish much Um, and we ask you for your leading and your guidance all through this year. And so we just praise your name, Father, and we thank you for your goodness and your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, family, be blessed. Until the next time, please have a look at the church website as we will get some information on there, some links to things. But you know where to go. Jensen Franklin Ministries for our fasting resources. And the two apps that I mentioned, if you want to check them out, I'm sure they would be a blessing. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.